My guest this week is Michelle Costello, and we're talking about key person protection. Hi, and welcome back to the Mortgages, Money and More podcast. I'm Craig Skelton, Principal of the CS Financial Group. And this week's podcast is back on to business protection. So we've got my guest is Michelle Costello, business protection specialist, and we're talking about key person protection. So let's just get Michelle onto the podcast. So welcome onto the podcast, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Craig. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks very much for agreeing to come back onto the podcast. I know you've been on podcast a couple of times before. First time you gave us a great overview of business protection as a whole. You then came back and talked about relevant life plans. So now we're moving on to another part of the, another product as part of business protection. We're talking about key person protection. So yeah. I appreciate your time coming on to the podcast to explain that a little bit more. So first of all, do you want to just explain what key person protection exactly is? Yeah, absolutely not a problem at all. So um, key person protection, it's, is, it, 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 again, they're just given fancy titles. So it's literally it's life cover or it's a life and a critical illness cover to protect people that own and run their own businesses. Um, right. It's given a title of key person because it's to protect, a, you know, a, a person within the business or to protect, you know, the profits within the business. So, um, you know, you've got your business owners, um, you've got directors, or you might have a key person employed in the business that they're specialised in what they do and only they can do that specific job. So if you were to lose that person, then financially there's going to be a huge impact so the relevance of key person protection is to be sure that you don't have that financial loss that you could potentially suffer from losing that key person, especially if they're you know the driver of the business. Um, and also it can be used to protect, you know, any well, as a separate entity, um, any debt for the business as well. So, you know, if you're a business owner and you've got a debt as well as you know a, a key person within the business who is responsible for you know specific elements of the business then you can have two separate policies one to protect the debt and one to protect you you know your profits within the business so really when, when it talks about key person protection anybody can be that key person it doesn't have to be a director it doesn't have to be somebody that specifically does a really sort of key responsibility within the firm it could be anybody really absolutely so i'd let's say well my strength is not IT at all so if I had my own business and I had somebody that was the IT guru of my business and if my business required that person to run that technology and I lost that person I would be absolutely I, w- I wouldn't my business wouldn't run because I wouldn't be able to step in and start to take over that you know that element of that work so therefore I'd start to lose profit right I'd, need to re-employ somebody to to take on that role so it just it, it i guess it's that that safety net that financial safety net to know that if anything would happen to anybody within the business in terms of if they pass away of the critically ill and they can't therefore come into it because they're critically ill you're not fundamentally losing all of your income overnight because you've lost that person you have that lump sum payout that gives you that that protection and that peace of mind and a business, they might have a profit, but I'm fair sure they wouldn't have a huge enough profit to, you know, to cover maybe a business debt or to cover 
replacing that key person. So like I say, all protection ever is, is just that peace of mind, isn't it? And this simply put is what that is. It's a peace of mind. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. That protection is giving you peace of mind. And that's okay from a personal point of view with your own personal life. But actually, when you look at it from a business point of view and where you spend, especially for people that are directors, because you tend to find these people have started the firm, generated, like, built it, grown it, et cetera, et cetera. So giving those people peace of mind that should something happen and they were to lose a key person in the business, it can still continue to trade. It can still, like you're protecting the profits, like you're saying, it's just giving that continuity, isn't it, that the businesses, not only from a business owner point of view, but people within the firm as well, knowing that the business will continue to do what it's doing if yeah. there was such a tragic time of losing such a key person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because some people, that's their, it's their life's work, potentially, isn't it? You know, their business, it's it's what they what they get out of bed to, to go away and, it, you know, it it. it, it, it source of income for family so it's hugely important and I, I think just an under underlooked that which probably isn't a word but it's just not something as business owners people necessarily look to protect is the, the the actual business itself or the people within the business um you know people are look to protect themselves personally but don't look beyond that in the sense that just maybe don't know about it which I think it's something that needs people need to be educated on, which obviously is, is helpful in the sense that we're looking to do these podcasts to put it out there to say, have you considered what would happen to your business, to your income, to your family, if anything happened within, you know, for the people within the business, obviously yourself included as, you know, the business owner. I was just going to say there's, you know, there's sort of different ways in that you can, the policies themselves can be set up as well because not one size fits all. So, you know, you can, you know, if it's, if it's to protect the business debt, you'd set it up as a decreasing policy. So the amount of cover decreases along with that business debt. So therefore, that's going to make it a cheaper policy than will be to do it as either a level term basis, which means the amount you receive, you know, stays at that set level, which could be more relevant if you're looking to replace a key employee in the sense that, you, you know, you, you want to, you know, have their wage covered, you know, say they're off critically ill and, you know, you're happy and willing to pay them, then you can get the money into the business to to carry on paying that employee or to replace that employee. Or there's index linked, which what we all know, don't we, at the minute, 2022, April's hit. Everything's gone up in April. So index linked just, it, it matches with that. So it can match with the, the retail price index. So if you're protecting your profits, you probably want to set it as an index linked policy because then sort of pound for pound is going to be relevant to, Sort of pound for pound now, so fuel's going up, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, heating's going up. You still know that you can cover that for the business and make sure that you can still open your doors because you've got your bills covered. And I think I think that's a, it's like you say. I was just looking to clarify that it's not like key person insurance is not like a income protection policy or anything. Like that. It is like if somebody hands a notice in your firm, you can't claim on your mm-hmm. key person insurance. It is actually losing a key person like you say it's life and critical isn't it so if, for those people that have got personal protection plans which is life and kick critical illness cover it's that's exactly what key person insurance is it's a life and critical illness policy it's not just because 
they may be off sick for a day or they may be like the hand the notice in and all like that. It's, it's a little bit more substantial policy that these the samples need to happen with regards to their serious illness and contracts and critical illness or unfortunately passing away. So that's yeah. why, Michelle, that's why we're just looking to clarify from that point of view, when you talk about insurance policy, it's on the life or health of a key person, not just because they're not in today, kind of get something to do with the job and provide them with uh, some cover that way. No, absolutely. It's not a short-term solution. Um, or, you know, somebody, like you say, somebody leaves the employment. No, that's not what it's for. It's if they pass away or if they have a critical illness and you've opted to take critical illness with your policy. Because with a critical illness, the chances of them being able to come into work and do the day-to-day job is probably going to be limited. Mm-hmm. So it just ensures for that period of time, God willing, they recover and they can come back to work. But for that period of time, you can maintain your profits or, you know, take a replacement, you know, find somebody to temporarily take over their job so the business can still function, especially if they are key to the business functioning. I think that's the sort of the main relevance of it. So you might have you might have like a silent part of like a silent director in the business. But potentially you wouldn't look to cover that person because they don't have any responsibility within the business. So to cover them would seem it just wouldn't make sense oh. there was somebody that's there on a day-to-day basis doing a 35 hour 40 hour week that needs to be there to open the door to shut the door in an evening they need to be protected because if they're not protected your business isn't protected the snowball effect then being that your business is going to fold yeah no. and that's the thing is like because one of my questions which really you've answered there was what typical size of businesses were so i'm guessing the large firms, like the large corporates, won't look to do this sort of thing because they generally have somebody to step in should the worst situation happen because of the vast number of employees, etc. But whereas the small to medium the SMEs is like it's those kind of people that take those these policies out because the key persons are going to be critical in the business, A, to make sure the doors are open, but B, continue to build grow or actually continue to to trade and, and yeah. generate some profit it yeah, means absolutely. more to them yeah totally totally because this the, the smaller businesses they don't have the means to to enter into the huge contracts that your corporate companies would have the the facility to to you know to sign into so they need to look at you know the likes of who offer these insurance policies you know so aviva legal and general um vitality to name a few to put these protections in place and to run them alongside any personal protection that they might well have as well. Right. And is it like in terms of, and I know you're not a tax expert and don't claim to be, but I'm guessing again with these kinds of policies, you are able to offset against tax a little bit from a, from a business point of view. Some of them you can do. It's Obviously, you need to speak to an accountant or your accountant, you know, the accountant that runs the business for you and um, discuss it with them. In terms of, you know, can you run it through? If you can run it through the business, by all means, and allow the business to pay it. But then speaking to the accountant, they'll be able to best guide and say the rest, you know, the right tax advice with regards to it. In terms of whether, you know, it can it can be sort of tax efficient. It's not as cut and dry as, as the relevant life cover in the sense that that is most definitely kind of a benefit in kind, I suppose, isn't it, in terms of um, relevant life cover. With this, it's down to the individual business and how that's set up as to whether it's something that can 
you know, account for tax. So it's, it's definitely worth a conversation with an accountant to have, you know, to figure that out. But that, I guess, shouldn't be the, the deciding factor, really, no. with regards to this, in terms of whether it's a tax efficient or not, because, you know, I guess the consequences of not having it, it's far greater than, can I save a few quid on my tax? I know, but like you say, it's not, you're not doing it to be tax efficient, you're doing it for the right reasons in yeah. terms of continuity for the business and making sure that the business can, can continue should, should the worst happen. So you're absolutely right. I think there's like there's two things that, well, one of the main things was that I'm getting clear from this, Michelle, is that it's quite a bespoke plan of policy that you're going to take out based on the needs of the business. There's not really a one shoe fits all kind of thing from no. what you said. No, so the policies themselves are quite defined in terms of its life cover or its critical illness cover. It's then down to having a conversation with that business owner and really identifying and drilling down to understand what the needs are for the business. Um, so who are the key people? You know, what are the profits from the business? Is that what you need to protect? Is it the profits you want to protect? Is it you want to have an, an element of a salary replacement if somebody's long-term away from the business and ill? Is it that the business has got debt and you need to ensure that if anything happens to any part to the business, that that debt can be repaid because a debt can be recalled if somebody's you know within the business if it's a business debt that you know the whoever owns that debt can recall that debt if they get wind of somebody's ill and obviously you've 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 borrowed for a reason that you don't actually have the money so if you don't have the money when you've borrowed it you're certainly going to not have the money to pay it back if it's recalled because somebody's ill so it is very much just drilling down and understanding their needs and then put on a policy in place it's right to them needs right why you need to come and get the specialist help because by all means obviously you can go you any business owner can have a look in the market themselves and have a look at these policies but are they then going to put the right policy in place because there's so many different terminologies and even for somebody that's you know that's got experience in it it still can take you a little while to sort of figure it all out and figure out what's the right thing and that's with experience so going in an experienced I think you probably walk away without anything at all because you go, oh, that's just, I can't figure it out. So I'm just going to, I'll just, in human nature, you just walk away and go, it's too hard. I'll just leave it. Yeah. And that's the worst thing, isn't it? That, that is the thing, yeah. you know, like, the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So when you talk about, so the final thing really is just to talk about the process of looking to set this kind of plan up. So first of all, I'm guessing, is reach out to somebody like yourself who specialises in business protection. So what process do you normally follow with your clients, Michelle? So it's just, it's basically just, a, it is just a conversation and a chat with regards to, right, okay, understanding the needs and priorities, ultimately, as with anything in life, you know, what do you need and why do you need it? Okay, let's then go from there. So it's understanding how the business works. It's understanding who's in the business and who's in the business identifying them people that need that protection so like i said you might have a silent director they don't need any protection if they're not party to the day-to-day running of that business um so it's just that conversation to identify the different need areas and then addressing them with regards to a protection so there could be that you've got a business and there could be three or four different needs that need three or four different policies and again, it's just tailoring them down, but it all starts with that conversation. And just there's, it's in the trade, it's a fact find, which 
in my mind, is just a bit of a getting to know you exercise. Yeah. So it's getting to know and getting to understand that business and the people, like I said, that are, that are there and establishing from there okay. what the needs are. So, for the, so somebody's gonna, you're going to sit down with them, go through a, like a chat, understand what their needs are, more about the business, the setup, the makeup, what the priorities are, that sort of thing. So what happens after you've had that initial conversation, initial meeting? So then it's just from, it's my job then to take all of that away and source the right solution. So going out to the different providers and understanding what solution them providers can offer to suit them needs. And okay. it, we will be able to tailor it most definitely to the need of a client to then be able to go back and say, right, okay, we discussed and we identified this is what you need. So whether it be covering the profit, covering the debt, um, or making sure that a key person can have, you know, if you're kindly enough saying, right, I'll I'll pay the key person, you know, if they if you know if they are diagnosed with critical illness, then coming back with some options and basically saying, you know, this is what you identified you need as a business from a conversation we've had, and these are what we can look at to address their needs. And then like any other life and critical illness policy, then is a matter of going through a, basically a medical questionnaire for the person that needs the, the protection right. and it needs to be underwritten by the provider themselves for them to agree that policy right okay so standard like medical questions as you would expect with any life and critical illness policy yeah. or any, like kind of insurance thing insurance policies so then you go through the questions you then i'm guessing then once that's happened the 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 terms are agreed from a provider point of view, then it just gets put in place and then the, the business owner's got peace of mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other key element will be to ensure that hand in hand with doing the application for the and going through the medical questions would also be to um, put that policy into a trust. Right. So therefore, it's well, there's, there's many reasons people would look to put a trust in place. And I think I've said this before, it needs to be a separate podcast because it's just, it's just like, it just, it needs to be a separate podcast just to be able to go through and explain each and every element in terms of what they mean and why you do it. Um, but from a business point of view, well, any trust takes it outside of the estate of whom it belongs to. So therefore, it's not subject to inheritance tax. But with a business protection trust, it goes directly to um, the trustees. And therefore, it goes, you know, it's a quicker payment to the beneficiaries and the trust will be put in place and the beneficial would be the business owners that will be left behind. So, you know, if you've got sort of two people within a business, then, the, you know, the second, the, you know, the surviving um, person will be the one that would receive the, the payment from the trust for right. then it to go back into the business. It wouldn't go, say, to that person, you know, the person that it passed away, it wouldn't go to their family. It would go into the business. Right, which is a key difference, but quite—it's all—it doesn't cost anything to put the policy into trust, um, and it's quite a key part of the process. Is that it should go into a trust to ensure it goes to the right place. Right, people, right? Yeah. Like I said, I think I think we could do a whole separate podcast on trust, but I think, like you say, the main thing about trust is it goes to the right people at the right time. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. So we've talked about the benefits, we've talked about what it is, we've talked about process and things like that. Is there anything else that we've missed off regarding this, Michelle? Um, I think, to be honest, I think that's covered the, the, the main key features of it. And I would say if you feel it's something that's relevant, 
then reach out to an, an advisor that can discuss it with you because like I said once you you know you can research yourself about it but you can soon get sort of caught up in all the terminology and not quite understanding what this means and that means and if you speak to an advisor they should be equipped to be able to break that down into most not that I'm saying anyone's daft but more simplistic language right. so that you actually do understand what the benefit's going to be to yourself and to your business okay. and like I say, just reach out. I'd imagine any advisor would be more than happy to, or business protection advisor would be happy to have a conversation, and I most definitely would be happy to have a conversation about it. I think that's it. I think we've talked about it before, about the importance of speaking to a specialist on it, because it's okay, yeah, you might speak to a mortgage advisor about your mortgage protection, but it's not always the best person. To, I'm not saying that, because some mortgage brokers do know about business protection, but it is generally a good idea to speak to a specialist on this chose yeah. subject because it's then about that's what you niche and that's what you do day in day out so you're more likely to get the right thing and like i say it's all about matching the product to the to the needs of the business and and the directors and and the firm as a whole so i think that's the the main thing for me to take away from it is about getting advice on this sort of thing yeah absolutely absolutely and it's it's free the advice is free so being a Geordie, it makes sense. It's not going to cost me out. So, being a Geordie living in Yorkshire, it's like it's not going to cost <laughs> me. Out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fine, Michelle. Thank you so much for your time again. Like, we will get you back on the podcast, and we're going to talk about shareholder protection next time. But thanks for sort of discussing the sort of key person protection and giving that clarity to all our listeners about that. No, not from the top. Thank you.